the keyword vulnerability is something that I've been trying to focus on, especially in the past couple of years. I think that the only way for me to be really happy and proud with what I put out there is if it's coming from a place of sharing my vulnerability. I think that's how we create the most beautiful stuff. And I think that that comes into play with my classes on glow and everything as well. Hi, I'm Derek Mills. Welcome to the Glow Podcast. This is the first of a new episode series of 30-minute conversations that I'll be having with Glow teachers. I asked our team behind the scenes what questions they are curious to hear our teachers answer, and I received a list that will be fun to cycle through with all of them. We start this series with Mark Osmondson. Mark and I discuss his experiences guest hosting the Glow Podcast and his plans to start his own podcast, which will be called Spirit and Skin. Mark discusses the value of vulnerability and answers the GLOW team's questions about what it's like to connect with yoga students online and what hobbies and pursuits engage him the most when he's not teaching or doing yoga. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mark Osmondson. Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. It's really good to see you um, from Me afar, too. chat with you. It's been a while since I've seen you in person, though. It has been a while. Years, I would say. Easily. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. for sure. Well, you're a pro at this now. <laughs> <laughs> Self-reclaimed pro. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, um, most of us humans are so short on time. So we were thinking uh, about trying a few of these shorter format 30 minute interviews with our teachers. And as you know, our team at Glow works so closely with teachers when developing content. So I asked them what they think our members would want to hear from you. And I have a long list here and, and I know we likely won't get to all of them within this 30 minutes. But uh, before we go there, uh, you recorded four episodes for the Globe podcast, and they were wonderful. I learned so much from each. You are such a talented interviewer that I was excited to hear that at some point in the near future, you'll launch a podcast. And if you'd like, please tell us a bit about your upcoming podcast and also what did you learn throughout that journey of creating those four episodes? Uh, well, um, first of all, thank you so much for asking me in the first place. Because um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The uh, creating a podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a few years now. Um, and I'd say I kind of just didn't really have the courage to do it. And when you reached out and asked, it was, <laughs> as always, the universe just kind of throwing me into everything and me doing nothing and everything happening. Yeah. And, uh, and it was a really beautiful moment for me getting to do these last episodes, for a few reasons. One of them is that everyone that I interviewed uh, in these in these first four episodes that we taped, was someone in my own life that I have worked with or had a connection with that mm. just so also happens to be completely awesome and, you know, stars in their own right and, and incredible, you know, leaders in, in, in kindness and, and 
all of that. Um, but it also was an opportunity for me to really hone in on the passion that I have for <laughs> just gabbing <laughs> and uh, and chatting with people and uh, and sharing other voices. So, mm -hmm. so I really have to thank you for that. And, and yeah, um, myself and I have a creative, um, director and, and assistant and she, uh, after listening to these was like, oh, we need to do this. <laughs> we need to, we need to launch this in the new yes. year. Um, so yeah, so she, she's a great help with that. Um, shout out to Kyla. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be launching uh, a podcast in the, in the new year at some point. And really focusing in on on this connection in this podcast specifically between both movement and and our physical body and our sensuality with our uh, spirituality. So it's going to be a really amazing chance to to hone in on on that notion of this connection between our spirit and our skin, and that's actually the the name of the podcast. So, so look out for that. Um, what's, the, what's in the name exactly? Spirit and skin. That's beautiful. It's interesting because that theme has already preceded itself in those four episodes. Like when I think back to it's some of the earlier ones were a while ago. Um, but your interest, your passion, your own personal journey of what it means to express oneself through one's body in a way that is um, an exploration of our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And the way that you you explore that with your guests is just so powerful. And, uh, and, and the vulnerability that you interweave throughout that journey that you take us on is, is just captivating. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, you know, just to, to put that, to put this out there too, the, the vulner, the keyword vulnerability is something that I've been trying to focus on, especially in the past couple of years. Um, cause I think that the only way for me to be really happy and proud with what I put out there is if it's coming from a place of sharing my vulnerability, I think that's how we create the most beautiful stuff. And I think that that comes into play with my classes on glow and everything as well. Um, but I, I just appreciate you seeing that and, and a lot of the listeners as well that have messaged me in, in seeing that. So I think if I'm vulnerable, other people will be. And I think that we all need to be a little bit more <laughs> vulnerable and a little less guarded. So, so I appreciate that. It is wonderful that vulnerability has become or is becoming, we have a long way to go, more normalized. And was there a tipping point for you? If not just one experience, maybe a set of experiences that Mm. gently invited you to greater vulnerability? Mm, I think that when I first started to be a queer creator, specifically using those two words, and everything that goes along with that in this atmosphere, in this society, I think that that was when I really started to realize the impact that this vulnerability can have. When I, you know, there's actually one experience when this is long before I 
was a teacher. It was, I think I was probably 19 years old. I used to volunteer for a, uh, a young men's camp that was uh, political science and leadership based. And I volunteered for them for, for five years. It was, it's an incredible, it was an incredible organization. Um, but I had quickly realized that by just being me, I was making a huge impact because it, you know, it was a very interesting environment. It's, you know, it's, it was 17 year old boys. You get, uh, it's invitation only each state in the United States has one of these camps. Um, but you know, it's pretty homogenized in, in the type of people that attend these. And what I realized was that there are plenty of other of these young people that were also queer that were questioning their identity. And one specific instance, I think I was 19 or 20, and it was the end of the camp and, you know, all of the guys would write letters and it was, you know, such an amazing thing, seeing their vulnerability and crying. And, you know, I'm talking about like 17 year old guys in the Midwest. And uh, I received one letter that had talked about how they, uh, this, this young person had attempted suicide multiple times mm -hmm. and that they were really struggling with their identity. And I mean, I, I kid you not, these words were so powerful. They had said to me that seeing me be authentic showed them that they can do this as well and makes them want to live an authentic life. Hmm. And I still have that letter. And I mean, I get chills whenever I think about it, but I didn't think that I was doing anything special. You know, I was just showing up and, and doing this, but you know, as an outwardly queer person, like it, you know, it comes across without me having to do anything or say anything. And I think that that was one of the moments that I realized how important it was. And since then I get a lot of these messages on social media from young people and things. And I think that it really is just coming from that authenticity. And I'm, you know, as I'm talking about it now, I'm realizing how much less that I really need to be doing all the time. And by just being mm. myself, it's, it's really powerful. So yeah, those, those instances, honestly, from other people, from other people have been really powerful. I've got chills too. And a bit of tear in my eye. It's, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really something special. Um, I haven't thought about that in a minute. So I appreciate that. That was a good reminder for me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. There's such a wonderful power in, in the, in a collective, uh, it, it's okay. And you're not alone in mm -hmm. those group experiences. And well, let's switch gears. Yeah, please. Moving on to my list from our wonderful team. They, now I'm specifically speaking about the part of our team that uh, interacts with Glow teachers on a regular basis. You know, we and they highly value the time that they get to spend with you, the onboarding as a new teacher, creating and developing the relationship, prepping for classes and more. Uh, we put a lot of thought and care into how that overall process unfolds and it's constantly being um, iterated. Can you share some of your experience working with Team Glow behind the scenes? Oh yeah, definitely. I'd love to actually. Um, I have to be honest too. I, I've been a digital creator for a while now. Um, I kind of started in, I think 2017 was my first job. 
creating digital fitness content. Um, so it was a little bit of, you know, above, I mean, now it's completely blown up. So it's a little bit above the curve. And I, when I first started working with Glow, I was blown away at how much the ethos of the platform is actually reflected in the people that work for it. And that oh. was something that I, yeah, I had never really experienced. Everyone was just so kind and welcoming and loving, you know, the ideas and, and everything. And I think that is what makes the experience working with Glow so special is that we work together. It's not people like trying to tell me exactly what to teach or how to teach. We take the fundamentals of whatever the practice is, whatever the modality of movement is, and we get to really be creative with it and bring people things that are interesting, fun, inventive, curious. And I think that's what I really love. And I, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, for the new year, I had this idea and this just really goes, you know, uh, you can cut this out if you need to, um, but I don't think anyone will mind. But in the new year, um, I, I just finished a whole series on Glow that is astrology based. And every month we created a class that is based off of the signs. And next year I had this idea. I'm really, really into crystals right now and crystal healing. And I was like, ooh, what if it would be really cool if every month we centered a class around a crystal and the, the healing properties of the crystal. And, you know, each stone was, was being centered around our movement practice. Mm. And so that's something that we're working on. And, you know, it's like, it's things like that, that really don't exist. I've never heard of a series of movement classes based off of, you know, the, the properties of gemstones. So <laughs> that just goes to show the, the creativity that we bring. And I think that's what people are really interested in. Um, and I know we wanted to talk about the, the member connection as well. And for me, that, that goes into it, into our creative process too, because we take in what people really want to do, how people want to feel, how people want to move. So, it, you know, I say this all the time at the end of class, message me, please, like reach out, let's chat. Um, because what, whenever people are like, ooh, I really liked that like bar class with the stretch, like I bring that back to the team and we really, you know, use the the feedback to make things that people are going to really enjoy. And I also just absolutely love getting to connect with members of Glow. And there's there's people now that I talk to all the time that just sent a cold email or a cold message. And, and now we've become, you know, friends or they've, you know, moved with me here and there. And I just think that's really special. I think that's, that's the part of creating digitally and having a, a digital studio that's so beautiful because we're we're connecting from all over the world and and it doesn't matter you know where you are or how much money you make or this or that it's we're able to connect with all different types of people from all over and i think it's really special yeah well i have a few points uh first that you have that experience with our team that means so much to me like that is probably the best thing that i can hear in terms of I mean, feedback. you must be so proud. <laughs> I am. I'm so proud. There's always uh, anyone who um, has the experience of, of co-creating with a team knows that there's only so much that you can do, right? You can set, um, you can co-create um, 
a vision, a roadmap, uh, a set of expectations mutually agreed upon as to how we'll, we'll behave with each other and, 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 and with everyone that, with whom we work. Uh, but beyond that, you, you're not there in every meeting. And so you yep. know, to hear that that is um, manifesting and uh, that there's efficacy in that process, it just every time I hear it, you know, throughout these however many years uh, we've been doing this since 2008, that, that is the highest compliment um, or one of the highest, definitely that I, I can receive and really warms my heart. And I know our, our team loves hearing that as well. So thank you. Yeah, and I have one quick story too, that is really beautiful. And it, it goes along with what I was saying before that, I mean, I'm such a doer, right? Like I am obsessed with doing, it's something I've been working on, <laughs> like everything, you know, the to-do list, the doing, and, and I've been really trying to tap back into the being and one of the major stories in my life where it comes to play that doing is not always best and always trying to make things happen is not always what's going to serve your life. And glow is the perfect instance because I, uh, my, basically my mentor in Pilates was actually approached to become a glow teacher back in 2018 and they were working on their own platform and building their own. So they were like, actually, like, I, I can't do this right now. However, I do know someone that would be perfect for it. And their name's Mark. And then the Glow team reached out and that, you know, that's how it came to be. It was, and it's, it's the same thing with, um, I now create for an internal platform for Google and Google's all of uh, 200,000 employees around the globe. And they reached out to me, <laughs> you know, it's, it's these things where I'm, I, you know, I get, especially after the pandemic, when I've been stuck in my apartment and everything so obsessed with doing, and when I really reflect on these circumstances that have changed my life and these jobs or these career things that have come in, it's, it's from the being. And that's something that I, I just want to share with people. If you're out there right now and you know, you're, you're trying to make things happen just sometimes take a step back and, and just tap back into being you. And, and nine times out of 10, they will find you. <laughs> and it's so hard to do. It's, it's very easy to say because we're conditioned and brought up in a, typically in a, in a, in a world where it's how we're measured and how we're assessed is, is on the doing. And mm -hmm. it's, it's not a trivial uh, a field or terrain to navigate. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it often takes often takes some experience. However, there are the occasional incredibly gifted and precocious individuals that somehow nail that <laughs> early on. I definitely was, I definitely was not one of them. <laughs> um, very true. We will definitely keep in that bit about the crystals. That's amazing. I know so many of our members are going to love that. I know my wife Lisa is going to absolutely love that. Yes, yes. And, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and if you're a member and listening to this, uh, you heard it from Mark, like the member feedback is, is just gold to us. Always send it in, whether directly through a member or through yeah, directly through a teacher or through our customer support. We, we take all of those to heart and uh, we have a long list where we catalog. And I, I, I read every message that people send me to, you know, especially like, oof, I can't tell you when I'm having a bad day and feeling like, what am I doing with my life? When I get a message from someone and they're like, I am so thankful for you and grateful for you. And I move, I mean, it completely changes my day. So, so just so you all know, <laughs> don't be shy. I certainly, I always <laughs> welcome that. 
Right, because the process of being you is, it, it can be a very lonely process. And mm-hmm. uh, speaking for myself, having that, that, that check-in with others, uh, whether it creates a sense of validation or a sense of being on a path that is helpful, it means so much. And when I, when I receive those, I'm not a teacher, but as you can imagine, we get all sorts of uh, wonderful uh, feedback about just glow in general. Those make my day and those, those help me keep going. And I, I feel you on that. Yeah. One of the other, you know, one thing that sticks out for me, a message is, you know, when somebody told me that I hold space for them in a way that nobody else does, that is, I was like, that's what I'm trying to do with my life. (laughs) That is what I'm trying to do with my life beyond everything else. You know, yes, movement is great. Your technique is blah, blah, blah. So great. But if I can just hold space for you, I think I'm doing what I need to do. So the skill, the talent of, of holding space, you know, we often hear directly from our members, even though they haven't met you uh, one-on-one after practicing with them on glow, they begin to feel this, um, we've heard it in so many different ways. I'll just call it a helpful connection that tends to persist over time. And I often hear from GLOW teachers that they meet GLOW members out there in the world through teacher trainings or workshops or even people uh, approach um, them out in public to say some version of, and I've heard different versions of this, like, you don't know me, but I feel like I have a connection with you because I practice so much with you on GLOW. And I know people feel that way about you. Uh, It's almost as if the member feels as though you created the class that they are taking at that moment for them. And you know, is there anything about how you either approach teaching online or approach how you, you teach in that moment online that you think might help create that effect of, of holding space for people? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, and I will start off by saying, <laughs> I did make it for you. I did make it just for you. I think that that's what it comes from. It a, I, I program my classes to feel good. I've been doing this for so long now. I know what is too intense. I know what's too much on the joints. I know what has been done a million times and maybe we could be a little more creative with it. You know, it, it's it's little things like this that I think that makes a, a good class unique. And it's it's starting from that place. It's starting from how can I make this feel good? And that's really, that's really the purpose of it from the beginning. So I know um, certainly for myself, and, and we hear this also a lot from our members, that we all have a general sense of, of how we want to treat our bodies. And uh, once we get into a habit or a routine, uh, we learn what feels good. And then um, invariably, there's some sort of event in our lives where that, ch- that habit and routine is disrupted. And uh, it can be a challenge in terms of both maintaining it and coming back to it. A, have you experienced that yourself? And uh, if so, B, what encourages you to find your way back? Um, well, A, yes, absolutely, all the time. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and, and B, yeah, yeah, I definitely am. And, uh, and B, there's, there's definitely a few things. Um, the first is that I tend, I get so distracted. 
I think distraction, especially I've noticed the past couple of years has gotten way worse as far as, you know, I can't open up my phone without clicking on these apps and I can't, you know, all, there's just so much out there. Um, and little quick moment, I'm actually reading this book called Make Time by uh, Jake Knapp and John Zaratsky, which is kind of changing my life because it really gives you tools on how to reformat your life to make time for what matters because there, there is plenty of time to be doing things, but we have to find our priorities and we have to take away the 4.5 hours average that we all spend on our phone. Uh, so that's one of the big things. So taking control again, kind of, of your time and, and creating a commitment to serving yourself is, is really, really important. Um, I get so many, I'm, I'm interested in a million different things. I'm doing a different things. I have a million different roles and jobs and all of this stuff. So for me, creating a solid routine that I can stick to is really important. And I also mean that for people that are just starting out, don't create these unattainable goals for yourself. Like if you're not used to, to moving, working out or practicing, don't make it a six day a week thing. <laughs> Start with one or two days make attainable goals that you're going to really feel good about. And, and then you can progress from there. But, you know, you're going to feel awful if the first week you only did three days, and then you're going to probably just give up on it altogether. So just start from that place. So the other component to this for me is that I actually have been diagnosed with a severe anxiety disorder. Uh, anxiety has always played a role in my life. And, um, I'm not, I'd be completely lying if I wasn't saying that it was difficult and, and to be honest, unmanageable at times. But mental health is one of those things that if you ignore it, it doesn't just disappear. Unfortunately, I wish. I wish there was a button for it. Uh, and, and learning, you know, I, I've been in therapy, in and out of therapy for a long time, but now I'm working with a really great therapist that really outlined this for me in that I, I don't experience anxiety like a quote unquote normal person. It's heightened. It's different. The same way that some people do not experience depression like a quote unquote normal person. And coming to terms with that and finding things that are going to help aid me and, and reconditioning my brain because that's what it's all about. My brain has been conditioned in this way from years and years and years from trauma, from this, from that. My brain has defaults and I have to recondition my brain to learn new defaults. And it's not going to happen on its own. It's only going to happen from doing the work. And the best advice that I can, can give to people is, is to find these tools you know, not just therapy, you can talk about therapy, you can talk about everything. But when I say therapy, in terms of this, it's not a necessarily a chance to just sit on the couch and, uh, and talk about everything that you're hating right now, or everything that's making discomfort. Work with someone that is going to give you tools, a toolbox, so that you are not you know, I'm speaking from experience here, curling up in a ball, cannot get out of bed because your anxiety is so bad. I've been there so many times. And one, a, a few things that have been kind of changing me this year specifically, 
the notion of radical acceptance. And I know Tara Brock has a really amazing book on this as well, but accepting everything for exactly as it is and moving from there. Um, I've been working, uh, learning this meditative technique called tapping, which has been really incredible for me. Um, tapping works with the hemispheres of the brain and it's, it's physical. And uh, especially if you have ADD or you have a anxiety disorder, it's, it's been a really, really powerful um, tool for me. And, and the other thing is I, I start to ask myself this question, how do I want to spend my time? You know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm in a pit of like despair and I'm, you know, for me a lot as well, it's, it's worrying so much when, when you're out in the arena all day long, like I am, I mean, I'm, I'm doing five auditions a week, you know, I'm still working as a performer. So I'm hearing no all the time. You know, I'm working as a digital creator. I'm on social media, putting myself out there. It's exhausting. And sometimes I just sit in this pit of worrying constantly how I'm being perceived, what other people think of me, what are my friends thinking, all of these things. And lately, what's been pulling me out of it is re-examining how do I want to spend my time? Do I want to spend my time sitting here and worrying about me saying that thing, or I shouldn't have done this, or what am I doing with my life? You know, all these things. Can we attach ourselves back to things that bring us joy? So can we take the hours and hours that we spend being so hard on ourselves, or, you know, sitting in our despair and how can we use that time to bring us joy? And so that's one of my biggest things, you know, I, one of my, I know we want, wanted to talk about this too, but one other thing outside of my career and fitness is I've been really coming back to painting and to writing which are two of my passions that have existed since I was like nine years old. I've always loved it. And I'm just kind of, you know, reclaiming my time again and, and using it for doing things that are going to bring me joy and make me happy. And that's one of the, the most powerful other tools that, that I've come in. I know that was a long-winded answer, but, but yeah. It was a beautiful answer. And I think that is a wonderful message and wish for uh, our collective humanity that I think you're sharing with us. And, and I think that's also a beautiful way to end this episode. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the, the work that we're all doing. And I, I really appreciate everybody that is seeking and being nourished by the work that we're, we're all putting out there. Um, I also really appreciate all of the other teachers on glow. I mean, glow has been like my online studio as well for like four years. So yeah, you know, there's, there's so many teachers that I absolutely love as well. And, um, and I'm just appreciative that we are putting something out there that, that really cares about, people and and cares about their movement practice. So thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for, you mentioned courage at the top uh, Mm. in reference to starting uh, your podcast. Uh, But to be here with us and to share in in this way uh, takes a lot of courage. And 
I have a lot of respect for you and uh, for showing up and doing that with us. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. And I'm just going to say one more thing for people too. And it's don't shy away from that vulnerability and keep, keep being courageous for anybody out there that really needs to hear that right now. Just, just keep putting it out there. Keep putting it out there. Yeah, I, I have a lot to say about that. Uh, but we would we would run into the uh, multi-hour mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we're trying to do this as a short one, right? That was our that was our goal, which is really hard because because I like it's to extremely talk. Extremely hard. I do too, and I like to ramble, and I like to really pull on all the <laughs> detail. And uh, but let's see how this goes, and we can always come back for more. Great, would love to. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you to our entire team behind the scenes at Glow. I'm so grateful for your care and commitment to serving our members around the world. Thank you to our teachers for so beautifully sharing your gifts and talents. I'm also grateful to our lovely community of GLOW members. You've supported us since 2008, and because of you, we get to continue to do the work we love. It's the combined support of our team, our teachers, and our community that grants me the privilege to continue to bring you the GLOW podcast. Thank you to Lee Schneider at Red Cub Agency for production support. And the beautiful music you're hearing now is by Carrie Rodriguez and her husband, Luke Jacobs. And remember, take care of yourself because our world needs you. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. You can find The Glow Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or glo.com slash podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Derek Mills. Derek Mills.